the Utica Comets have signed goaltender Alex Sakelaropoulos to a PTO because uh, we have nobody on our team uh, Dylan, to play goalie. I, so um, I guess was maybe we'll we'll start recording here. Uh, so we're talking fancy goalie. So um, I'm a I'm a guy that has uh, who are my two goalies? I have Curtis Michelini and Roberto Luongo. So it's very hard for me to reach the goalie minimum in any given week. <laughs> uh, so what what goalie should I be looking at? I understand the Yuka Commons just signed a guy. Should I be looking at picking him up maybe? Because I think the Flyers might want to use him again. I think they're on goalie number... No, no that's, that was the biggest stat. Like They're on goalie number eight. and like they're, The Flyers are? The Flyers are. And their top oh my God. goalie with wins is Brian Elliott with seven. Carter Hart's almost there. He has two, doesn't, doesn't he? he? I thought he's already like in the Hockey Hall of Fame, if you were to read <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> hockey subreddits and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I hope not. Well, you, don't, you hope he's not in the Hall of Fame? No. Why? Because, well... They need help. If you, don't you have to be retired to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Um, I, I feel like wasn't uh, Mario Lemieux playing in the league when he was in the Hockey Hall of Fame? I think... I, he, have you been to the Hockey Hall of Fame? I've never no, been I've to never the been Hockey, been Hockey Hall of Fame. Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, I, I, I think they have a Sidney Crosby room. Okay. So I guess it, Wouldn't that be weird? Like, I mean, I'm sure people had visited the Hockey Hall of Fame while they've been playing the league. So, like, technically, they were in the Hockey Hall of Fame while active in the oh, league. Oh, God. Like, physically yeah. in the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's a great take right there. That's a great take. Um, but was li- Welcome to the podcast, everybody! Uh, yeah, so the... Marlo Demieux, uh, fantasy relevant. Um, uh... He got inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. And this is uh, some in 1997. And he had retired because he was um, because he had cancer. And then he started playing again in 2000. (laughs) So, yes, I was right. So you so all you have to do to get inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame is retire. And then retire with a greater than two points per game average. Okay. And then unretire. And then, yes. And then unretire. They had um, the okay. special thing about Lemieux is they had actually had waived the normal waiting period and then just in, inducted him right away. To the Hall of Oh, the waiting period for the Hall of yeah. Fame. So, Dylan, I, I thought there was like a waiting period on unretiring. No, no, no. no. Uh, waiting period after retirement going into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> do you uh, think. Uh, there was, what would you be in the Hall of Fame for? Like, if there's a Hall of Fame what would, for something, what would, like, what would you be in? What the, would I be in the Hall of Fame for? Yeah. Um, this is a very depressing question. Really? Yeah, because I can't think of a Hall of Fame that I would be in. Um, well, in like terms of like, are you? Do you think you're the most impressive Dylan Ismail in the world? Sure, in that very small, small, I'm small not the greatest pool. Alex Ferguson yes. in the world because there's a, there's a guy that's literally a knight. There, there's a knight named Alex Ferguson. Yeah, the guy that um managed the Manchester United. Oh right, yeah. right, right, he's right. Really fa- he's really famous. We, did we tell the story of you almost you you having a no? Uh, I think we I think we should, brain aneurysm. Yeah, I think we should we should or, yeah. Okay, so maybe this will be like our our uh, this is how we'll end our intro. Um. <laughs> it's a very long intro. So, uh, so my name is Alex Ferguson. Uh, I'm not really afraid of getting doxxed, I guess, as a podcast host. <laughs> uh, but uh, so basically, what happened was um, I had gone on vacation to uh, to Chicago for a solid four days. As lo- loyal listeners of the podcast will know, I've I I went on vacation earlier this year, and uh, what had happened is um, while I was gone. Uh, one of a very famous football icon, Alexander Ferguson, he got a, a stroke and he had gone to to hospital. So obviously it was all over the news of of English football. So uh, David Tyndale, who you might remember from the Rookie Show, 
um, way back in September, uh, came in, and he's a big football guy. He's also British, so it was well within his news circle. If you didn't notice. And he, like, uh, sees another one of uh, our coworkers, Daniel, who's also uh, English and really into football. And he goes like, oh, have you heard the news about Alex Ferguson? Real shame, isn't it? He had a stroke. And uh, kind of, they kind of talk about it. They say, yeah, he's in the hospital and that kind of stuff. And like, we don't know. He's in critical condition. Very, very casually, very casually talking, talking about, about this, this guy. And, you know, people are around and they're like, why are these guys just talking about this so, you know, casually? And then David turns around. He's like, oh, <laughs> not the guy you know. <laughs> The famous one. It was one guy in the break room specifically who looked like he was about to cry because yeah. he had just found out that you were. I mean, I you had had a stroke and you were in the hospital. So very very common fantasy you might see online is like people of uh, people imagining what their own funeral would be like. You know, like who would come, how would people react, that kind of thing. So I, I got I gotta say I did you know kind of deep down feel very very special because of like oh. <laughs> Somebody, you know, and the the person that was on the verge of tears, I didn't, you know, I was friendly with them, but not necessarily a, uh, we were, you know, besties. So I, I was definitely felt a little, you know, definitely felt loved in that, in that sense. But well, isn't that nice? <laughs> it's nice. All right. Isn't that nice? All right. Shall we start? This I story? would also be on the verge of tears if I learned that you had had a stroke. And me too. Uh, like for, for you, if you were on the verge <laughs> of a stroke. <laughs> okay. All right. Shall we start the show? Start it. All right. So thanks to our fans for uh, for sticking with us. I know we've been kind of a little MIA recently. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of lot of changes in our lives, Dylan. Um, myself, I uh, obviously there's the the regular holiday busyness that I think we probably would have taken a week off anyways. But then, yeah, and big news for you. You you went to a hockey game. That's the big news you're talking yeah, to, right? I went, I went, talking I went about right? The, uh, a really a really exciting the, hockey the, game. The five one uh, drubbing of the Arizona Coyotes by the uh, Vegas Knights. <laughs> Actually, okay. So I I saw two sports games while I was away on vacation. So I saw the Phoenix Suns and the Arizona Coyotes. So both of them, by any measure, are both bad sports teams, but. Uh, one thing that I did notice, like, for example, the Phoenix Suns is, uh, we didn't make it very long without just not talking about hockey, did we? <laughs> this happens literally every episode, two minutes in. So basketball. Um, no, but I was watching the Phoenix Suns game, and they were playing the Oakland Mid-City Thunder. So there was um, so a very, very good team. And the one thing I noticed with the Suns is that they were very, they're a young team, much like their hockey counterparts, the Coyotes. Um, but they they were really good at like keeping close with this. But then at a certain point, Russell Westbrook in particular and other experienced members of the Oklahoma City Thunder decided to be like, okay, we got to win this game, and then just pulled away. Like it was within two, and then I look, and then we were watching, and then like within two minutes, it became a fifteen point game. And the hmm. same thing happened with the Knights and the Coyotes. Like the Coyotes were really good at like. Through a period and a half, it was one nothing, or one one, and um, the Coyotes were having an equal amount of like dangerous chances, I would say, um, and they were actually winning in the shots, um, shots and goal category. Yeah, but, I mean, I will say that it out of the two goalies that I saw, I was definitely way more impressed with, um. Darcy Kumper than I was with Mark Andre Fleury, just because Mark Andre Fleury didn't really have to see that very many hard shots, like they were just pretty much kind of trickled in. It was kind of a pad. He swallowed the rebound, whereas Kemper was a guy making like flashy glove saves and having to like track on two on ones. But as yeah. halfway through the second period, the the Knights just all of a sudden they're like, "This is ours now. Yeah, we're gonna win." <laughs> and they were so fast. That was, I mean, my, I, I it's it was hard hard to think that like. 
you know, people are saying they're playing slower than they were last year, that kind of thing. But uh, they're definitely a bit of a hot streak right now. Um, so yeah. Yeah, they're definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're back up to top in the Pacific, aren't they? They are. At this yeah, point? They're, uh, yeah, them and Calgary are just really neck and neck. But I think they have a couple of games in hand on Calgary. Um, you also just... saw a hockey game recently. I did, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lucked my way into tickets to the... Uh, Canada Finland game uh, here in Vancouver for the World Juniors. Um, yeah, the quarterfinals. I'll tell you that that's uh, maybe maybe this is a this is an unpopular opinion. Okay, but the crowd was better than the hockey. <laughs> I'll say that. I mean, that's, uh, that's true for a lot of these kind of events. Like um, <clears throat> if you ever go see like World Cup rugby, I think that's another yeah. another classic. The audience is better than the the product on the field. That's like, I guess I, I've the even even in comparing comparing it to a, a Canucks team that's maybe not that great. I mean, I don't know what I'm why I'm saying this, but like junior junior games are are really exciting on TV to watch yeah. because they're they're uh, super high energy, they're high impact, they're playing for like one game. There's no there's it's like win and you're in kind of thing. Right. So there's lots on the line. Um, but there's something to be said to like watching a team like regroup or execute some sort of like zone exit or zone entry strategy. Mm. Um, and it, it was kind of frustrating to watch both teams just sort of skate at each other. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it was definitely entertaining. Like, I don't think that I watched a pass get completed three times in a row unless there were a power play, mm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. they couldn't connect across the ice to save their life. Yeah. Um, and this goes both ways. Like it was exciting to watch the Canadian team play in Canada, in Vancouver, where everyone is just like absolutely losing their minds. Right. Um, and to see DiPietro play in Vancouver um, in front of, you know, Vancouver fans, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was great. But truth be told, like the hockey was, like it was just okay and i i saw some highlights from the uh american team mm-hmm. um with jack hughes and quinn hughes and um oh, i can't remember that other guy's name cop copley no that's the goaltender in washington um and they've actually got some guys that are uh you know that can actually make a pass make two passes there's actually like chemistry on that team yeah um so it was really weird watching a Canada team that was not just like absolutely dominating in every way. But I wonder because like, um, th- doesn't U.S. have that uh, national development team program that like where they play yeah. together throughout high school, whereas they do, yeah. Whereas Canada, like, they have, we have so much talent, and we have they just get drafted to a billion different junior league, right? Yeah, and I mean like this, the whole like CHL, OHL, BCHL, WHL, yeah. like all that um, is it definitely produces a lot of hockey players, mm-hmm. but I think there's something to be said to the Americans, like um, distilling down to like a bunch of kids uh, earlier on in a group. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of crazy. Like Di Pietro in that little message that he sent out after the game was saying that like these guys came together six weeks ago or eight weeks ago or something like yeah. that to play in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Whoa, okay, well maybe there's part of it, but it was. I don't know if this is like a coaching thing or if it's a if it's like a just because of their age, um, but it, it really felt like there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of a there wasn't a, much of a game plan. It was just sort of like let's see how many times we can skate at them and make them uh, make a move around someone or like look for a pass. Everyone was like looking for someone who should be there, yeah. but nobody was planning on being there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think there would be that? You know when you watch a team break out and, and they make four passes and everyone knows where everyone is and the drop pass can be like, you know, they could do it blindfolded and it's still going to hit the guy because right. they know exactly where the guy's going to be. Yeah. There just wasn't any of that in the in the, Can- the Canadians game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Finland honestly had like more than, I don't know what it was. I think it was like the shots ended up being like 32, 30 or something like that. Yeah. But the majority of, Canada's shots were like at the goalie and then swallowed up. Yeah. Their their keeper is massive. Uko Pekka Lukunin. 
Um, yeah, he's uh, that. Uh, <laughs> second round pick. Of the- I don't know. You probably did a pretty good job. <laughs> Out of all the names you've mispronounced, that one was probably pretty close. <laughs> as long as he's not Russian, I can. I'm, I'm okay. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a giant, six four, one ninety six. Dylan, I maybe we'll do this some other time. But um, what do you think the tallest Goldie can be without, you know? Well, I think I was. Isn't it? Is Ben Bishop the tallest goalie? Ben Bishop was six six, I think. Well, how how much taller can you be? I mean, how tall is Zidane Chara? He's like, you know. I think he's six nine. Yeah. I don't think he's that much taller, is he? Uh, um, but I mean, as a goalie, though, Ben Bishop is is pretty pretty tall. Yeah, Ben Bishop is six seven. Six. Uh. Chara, I think, is 6'9". Bugar. John Scott's 6'8". Tyler Myers is 6'8". I know these aren't... Uh, yeah, Charles 6'9". 6'9". Hmm. I don't know. I feel like 6'9". Like, at what point do you start losing flexibility? Well, ask Ben Bishop's hips. <laughs> <laughs> Has it even out for, like, most of the last three years? Yeah, I guess that's his, like, my major injury, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, Uko Pekka like Lukonen. Uh, look for him in your, uh, you know, your sixty-team keeper leagues. Uh, look to pick him <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know those dynasty leagues. If you're if you're only drafting rookies every year, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and I mean, the Buffalo Sabers right now look like they might have found their goaltender of the future, though. Robin Leonard. Uh, he's been very very good this season, but. Such a good story too. Yeah, awesome, like with him, yeah, uh, getting sober and you know getting that like second chance and and honestly, all that it, stuff. it parallels the NFL really interestingly because there was a there's a mercurial wide receiver, Josh Gordon this year who kind of came yeah, out yeah. after a year long absence. He very famously suffered from substance abuse issues and you know whether or not you believe, um, you know we should be allowed in sports or whatever, but uh, we is that all it was. Well, there's rumors that this last incident was way more than that, um, ah. because it, I heard that they had like 24 hour security on it, and he still like he like snuck out and everything s- like that. So yeah, snuck out, and, and he was he was on the Patriots, which whatever, very famously taken, very very you know, um, mercurial talents like him, and uh, you know, even through with all that, he didn't succeed. So um, it's a, it's a shame when you see stuff like that, but I mean, it's also really really cool to see. Uh, stories like Leonard and and it's it's really cool to see also Leonard be very open about his struggles as well. I think that's very valuable. I think yeah, as much as we want to, you know, we talk about fantasy sports and all that type of stuff, and you can, you know, adequately criticize sports for being kind of foolish in terms of like how much money is made and how much how money is distributed among the system. I think being able to point to stories like that kind of really give it a lot of weight and a lot of credence to why professional sports still exist. Um, they got really (laughs) philosophical for some reason. Uh, (laughs) pull the cord, cord. get us out of here. Let's talk about something funny. Uh, uh, Dylan, someone called the story. Uh, holographic technology is on the up and up. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Uh, And, uh, I, I think the reason why I kind of bring this up, it's kind of cool. Uh, is there any so right now like Freddie Mercury is being recreated as a holograph? So like a lot of like there'll be Queen is uh Queen actually traveled toured with Adam Lambert. I don't know if you remember that. I know that yeah, that I do. Of, uh, yeah. The, that Where scene. did that come from? Uh but I mean he's a really great voice in terms of that range. But whatever. Actually, I think we have him on our we have a remix of our theme song that uh was done by Adam Lambert. Oh yeah. For your entertainment, <laughs> that'll yeah, that'll debut on our on uh, the next podcast. Cool. Uh, Adam Lambert, big fan of the show. Uh, but you know, Freddie Mercury is being recreated. Michael Jackson, Tupac uh, at Coachella a couple years ago. Prince, Prince as well. Um, but I'm trying to think like how we could use that for hockey. So most recently, Alex Ovechkin decided to not participate in the uh, the All Star game. But, you know, for whatever reason, people are really, really interested in seeing really good players give half-assed efforts on the ice. Uh, yeah, so, I don't get it. So maybe we can put a hologram uh, for Alex Ovechkin. 
I don't know. Like, do you have an anti-Alex Ovechkin point of view here? Like, I, I struggle to think, like, why I wouldn't just allow Alex Ovechkin like, to do that. Anti-Alex Ovechkin, as in, like, he should be putting himself... Yeah, so the Detroit Red Wings... Like, after... Yeah, the Detroit Red Wings in the, the midst of their their dominance in the, the mid to late uh, zeros. I don't know what you would call that decade, but... <laughs> the the knots the knots there you go i yeah. had pavel datsuk and nicholas lindstrom sit out in the midst of their primes sit out a, an all-star game and i believe they got a fine yeah um yeah datsuk sat out a few i'm pretty yeah. sure or he was like he was or uh he was very conveniently injured yeah. before every all-star game I mean, he's still yeah conveniently kopitar injured, has done it but... done it once or twice yeah taves has done it crosby's done it i feel like if you're if you were in um, like a deep playoff run within like la- la- year before, I think you should be able to be excused from it. Right? There should be like some sort of credit system. Yeah. Like you take you 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 go to three All Star games and you get to you get one free. Yeah. Like you take you get to take one off. I also think that like All Star games are so much more fun when you have the guys that have never been there before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's always this there's always this attitude or this like I don't know, the the first year of 3 on 3 actually kind of changed this I think. Um was that the one with John Scott, the first that mm-hmm. was the first yeah. one of 3 on 3? Where where the competition level kind of went up because these guys were like, "Wait a second, there's money on the line. There's we're playing 3 on 3 and like people are actually trying. Yeah. And it was really entertaining. And then last year it like flipped. They were like, Oh yeah. Okay. This isn't fun anymore. Yes. Last year was new. So this year we're going to kind of like, you know, we're going to take the year off again. And it felt like it was because the guys that were there the year before had already played three on three. And so they're, they're, they're there again. And now they're like, Oh no! Don't don't try. But you know don't try as much. Player, but they're though. also all hung over too, aren't they? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We always we nobody talks about that. That <laughs> they're all just like hung over from the night before. We also look at like who was the most exciting player that last year and was Brock Besser, right? And that was his first. But he wasn't even that entertaining. You don't know. Like, to be completely oh, okay. honest, he was fun. But like Brock Besser has as much charisma <laughs> as like a wet, <laughs> like a wet blanket, yeah, as like a painting of Prince Charming. <laughs> Because people always call him yeah, Star, okay. right? like he's, he's Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> he just doesn't. So I want to see Pedersen there yeah. say like some really rude things to somebody, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Although I I don't know if you saw him like so last uh so just for reference it's June I'm uh, sorry June it's January the fourth and uh, so yesterday he got in a really really scary tangle up with Kudkaniemi of uh of Montreal. Montreal's a grabby God, team. Dude. That game like. It looked like it was from ten years ago. There was so much obstruction, yeah. so much hooking, so much slashing, well, and like Montreal half of it play. was called. Yeah, yeah. They don't have. They don't have. Watch. Like, who's their defenseman? Weber and Jeff Petrie. Like, <laughs> hey, Jeff Petrie is top top fifty fantasy defense I, right now. Like, he, yeah, but he's not a f- no top fifty player. That's what I mean in fantasy. But he's not. Well, it depends on your stats, but in our league, he is. But he's not like a fast player. You know? No. Yeah. I, th- he's he's good in fantasy because he's blocking shots because he doesn't have the puck. Yes. That's that's the reason. He, he uh he'd benefit from having like two plank two two by fours as legs instead of what he has now. Yeah, we've we've been, we've through, been that. through that. Um <laughs> that's the Chris Russell. Yeah, that's the Chris Russell award. Um but okay, so one thing, if your product requires a new uh a new gimmick every year, it's not a good product. Uh so that's that's okay, but isn't that like the iPhone? <laughs> yeah, have you looked at Apple stock recently? Okay, okay, okay. Fair point, fair point. Um that's cuz of China though. Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> All right, welcome to Financial News with the Winter's Coming Fancy Hockey Podcast. Yeah, trade wars. Trade wars. <laughs> uh do your best like uh Jim Cramer impression. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> I'm pulling. So I'm I think you're right, though. Like, on this. Okay, so, <laughs> sell the All Star game. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. If your All Star game needs a new gimmick every year, it's probably not very good. 
I don't know. What would you... I Okay, so my favorite thing that I've heard, and this is, again, from Jeff Merrick, who loves changing the game every yeah. single year. He likes putting in the new rules. But I like the the ultimate skills competition. Like, bring in the ringers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, to 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 find out who the fastest skater is, don't find out who the fastest skater is of the people who went to the All-Star game. Like, fastest skater in the league, period. All the teams do their own... Um, skills competitions. You can take the highest scores from those from those skills competitions, right? Yeah. Um, by the way, did you know who won the Canucks hardest shot competition this year? Do I know who won yeah. it? Yeah, it's Pedersen. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. How else <laughs> is <this> possible? <laughs> like, like, this is old news. I know, but it's like, <laughs> it just it baffles my mind every single time I remember it. It's like technique, man. It's all about the technique. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Um. Uh, but uh, yeah, or you could like have it as like a sign up system, right? You like say who would like sign up system, like, you know, who you can challenge for the for the cup, right? Oh, you know? okay, like a challenger. Yeah, like I see, I see, I see. So you have like the the number one guy who's out there, yeah. and then it's like who wants to challenge for his belt? Right. Exactly that kind of thing. I think that that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love that idea. Imagine like bringing out Chara for the hardest shot and Weber for the hardest shot. Just, just for that. People want to see right? that, you know? They, I don't want to see like Pedersen doing hardest shot will, will probably be pretty fun, but like who cares how sharp, how hard PK Subban can shoot? Yeah. It's not right? hard. Like, like it's not, I mean, <laughs> it's not going to be over a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, I guess they've got, who else are they? It would be Burns. Burns has shot over. But Dylan, I don't think he's, can, can he's I, ever I, shot over a hundred. Can I just say something? They could just put a hundred and one, and nobody would know, right? Like that's. Like, they could just fake <laughs> it. Just fake it. <laughs> there's nobody. There's not going to be someone in this crowd with like their own radar gun, be like, "Is this well, right?" You know. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> the, <laughs> I, you know. Well, hey, you know what they could do though what? is you could you could figure it out with just the video. You know what I mean? The, the, the like if they were faking like it, yeah. yeah, it's very easy to do it with your frames, right? Yeah. Um, but one thing that I think would be, oh, I lost it. Okay. <laughs> I had a great idea and it just disappeared. Ah. But you know who didn't have um, great ideas, Dylan? Peter Shirelli. Peter Shirelli. Can I do a recap of Peter Shirelli okay. and his mistakes? <laughs> Is this going to be just like the the uh, the Edmonton Oilers rundown? Yes, it is. Or sorry, not the Edmonton Oilers, the Ottawa Senators exactly. rundown. Okay, right. go for it. February 18th, 2011, Shirelli, as Bruins GM, <laughs> acquires Rich Peverly in exchange for Blake Wheeler. Mm. Yes, fantasy first rounder. Great trade. Yeah. Uh, February 18th, 2011, Peter Shirelli acquires Thomas Caverlet in exchange for a first, a second, and Joe Colburn. That first round Jesus. pick ended up as Rickard Raquel. Ricky Rackle. Ricky Rackle. Uh, <laughs> July 4th, 2013, Peter Shirelli chased Tyler Sagan and Rich Peverly for in exchange for Louis Erickson, Riley Smith, and Joe Morrow, just because J- Sagan didn't fit into the culture. So just to recap, huh. Tyler Sagan and uh, Blake Wheeler, once on the same team, were traded for uh, Louis Erickson, Riley Smith, and Joe Morrow essentially i mean riley smith yeah but tyler sagan yeah (laughs) (laughs) but blake wheeler yeah okay (laughs) okay okay um june 26 2015 in his first trade as or gm peter shirelli trades the 16th and 33rd overall picks for the 2015 draft uh rates of griffin reinhardt uh 16th overall matt barzell was selected and then uh and then uh, there was also players such as Kyle Connor, Brock Besser, and Thomas Chabot were all available at the at those thirty third overall picks too. I mean, Griffin Reinhardt was rated pretty high in our preseason rankings uh, for <laughs> for the draft. But also, we aren't. We can excuse ourselves because we're not Peter Shirelli. It's true. Yes. It's true. Uh, nobody picked yes. him, but uh, he was ranked pretty high. February 27, 2016, Peter Shirelli moves out Justin Schultz for a third-round pick for a player that still hasn't signed a professional contract. Justin Schultz, meanwhile, killing it in Pittsburgh. 
Um, yeah, but uh, that's okay. But I mean, that's the Pittsburgh effect. That's the that's the Pittsburgh okay. effect. Justin Schultz is not like a all star defenseman. Yeah, but he's also for a team that right now is struggling from defense. Like he would probably be still be. They probably would rather have him. Fair, but they also cap hell, etc. I guess. I guess so. Um, June 29th, Taylor Hall for Adam Larson, which we all laugh at. There's there's your defenseman. You got it. You got your defenseman back. Yeah, but we you traded for a league MVP. <laughs> Uh, again though okay again though okay if you want to talk about room culture okay there's been some pretty poisonous stuff said about taylor That's hall true. and his 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 uh in-room etiquette and uh after game you know game night etiquette yeah. that kind of thing and i don't know if you listen to speeding chocolates but he doesn't do himself any favors oh, on there either. Yeah, every time i hear him talk i'm like Ugh. Yeah, he's a bit of a, what he a, should, of a bro. What he would really benefit from, you know how like whenever there's like a Japanese baseball player, uh, they have like the translator in the room for them. Like Taylor, Taylor <laughs> Hall should just claim he doesn't speak English and then he can have somebody speak for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would really benefit from that. I'm just imagining Taylor Hall speaking Japanese now. Ah, hoki yo ne. <laughs> Abunai. Okay. Um, keep going. Keep okay, going. Without just saying hockey's dangerous in Japanese. Uh, <laughs> a year later, Milan Leach was signed for seven years with a six million dollar average annual value. Uh, uh, it was a good signing. It, it's just, it's, also, it's also a culture signing, right? It's a culture signing. Yes. Uh, in on. Uh, that came a week after he traded Jordan Eberle for Ryan Strom. Uh, Man, that was just... See, like, I feel was, like you could have way more for Jordan Eberle, right? I think so. I mean... I think so. But again, it was another one of those, like, Eberle on a crap team with crap players around him. Yeah. Isn't performing, and you put him in a new position in a new si- or a new system. Well, you, you know? I mean, beside Tavares and Barzal? Yeah, I mean, that's... Exactly, yeah. Um... June 23rd, 2017, uh, Chris Russell's extended to a four-year, $4 million average annual value. Plywood shins. Mm-hmm. Two-by-four shins. Need those block shots. November 16th, 2018, Shirley trades Ryan Strom for notorious soup eater Ryan Spooner, who now Edmonton's unable to move <laughs> because Ryan Spooner doesn't do anything. Ugh. Ugh. Like this is I, this doesn't even I'm not even entertained by this yeah. I'm just sad. December 30th, like I'm just sad. Shirelli acquires Alex Petrovich in exchange for better defender uh, in Chris Weidman and a third round pick. I so mean I don't think that that's be- such a bad pick. I, the pick is is sucks, but I don't think it's so bad with that trade. Like I don't think. But Chris Weidman's better than Alex Petrovich. But he's Petrovich is younger. But you're trying to win now. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like it's maybe not as much of a wash as people thought it was. Okay. Or, or as much of a lopsided trade as, as people thought it right. was. And then most recently, before the end of the new year, uh, Shirley trades Derek Kigalula for Brandon Manning. The guy who <laughs> you want to say that one again? Derek Drake Kagigula. <laughs> Kajula? Kajula. There you go. For Brandon Manning, the guy who intentionally broke Connor McDavid's collarbone. So intentionally, intentionally, <laughs> he broke his collarbone. I mean, he hit him. <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple of things that I can think of. Like one, Sagan's played seven playoff games with Dallas over the last five years. So it's not like they've yeah. done a lot with Sagan. No. Uh, he. Yeah. I, someone, someone said something about that lately. Maybe we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I mean, the other thing is like I don't know. Like, so they're saying that like, okay, so now he he they've changed it up on coach. They they blame it on the coach. The GM always gets blamed last. So they always blame it on the coach first. And uh, now it's Chiarelli. If they make the playoffs, they're good. If they don't, he's out. But I feel like that's a really really scary position to be in because I feel like that's how you end up with like the Martin Erats for Philip Forsberg type trades, you know. Yeah, like I would be scared if I was an Edmonton fan. That you know, what if, uh, what if we trade one of our best prospects? Right, like I just that just is a scary 
a scary outlook. Yeah, it's just it, it seems like when you put a gun to somebody's head, they don't necessarily make great decisions. <laughs> yeah, or like or if the the finger on the gun is going to pull the trigger anyways, but it's just like delaying the pulling. Like what have you This is really weird. Thing. <laughs> this is you're getting deep into these analogies but, here. But you know like the, I mean the, they also are like f- fourth in cap hit right now. Like they are so high in their cap hit. So like what are they what do they have right now? They're over 80 million, 81 million right now. Well, because they have two albatross. Um, I mean, we've, we've talked about this in a previous episode. Like, realistically, what they're going to have to do, they're going to have to trade probably Dreisaitl, right? That's the only realistic trade that yeah. they can make. Cause, like, Holy crap. Like, because, imagine they trade Dreisaitl. Like, imagine. Edmonton would, like, they would lit, light it on fire. The they thing. would light the city on fire. In three years, you still have McDavid, Dreisaitl, Lucic, Hopkins and Larson all on bigger money contracts. Like it's that's crazy. You, there's not really a, what are you going to do with Lucic? What are you going to do with him? Well, you, I thought he was going to stay in LA. Honestly, you, you, I thought he was just going to like with Lu- retire with there. Lucic, I feel like you hope that the, the, during the next CBA negotiations, you get like one of those, um, you get one of those like buyout, like grace type things, you know? Are they, they're not going to do that again, are they? I, depending like, on what happens. Those were, I mean, those but were, but those were given yeah. because of you know the drastic change that they made to the um, the penalties, right? Yeah. So they're saying like, okay, well, those penalties weren't in place before, yeah. So here's your like grace yeah. period, right? Don't make the same mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now they're making the same mistake. Yeah. <laughs> so live with it, <laughs> and they give a no movement clause too. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is that uh, the, the only saving thing that you can do when you have those big, nut, big money contracts, like very famously, uh, Chicago still won a cup with Brian Campbell making well over $10 million. But the thing is, though, they had the stars of their team making well under a million dollars or well under $2 yeah. million. Dollars. So, uh, and you kind of look at what's there, Kyler Yamamoto, you know. But then all of a sudden, like, the RV. yeah. But all of a sudden, they have a bunch of RFAs not, that are yeah. going to need to get re-upped next year, right? Like you have Tyratty, yeah, uh, Joseph Gambradella, uh, Jesse Polarvi. <laughs> I don't know why I went with Joseph, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know they have people that they need to resign, so they don't necessarily have necessarily like a way to to make it sound good. And also, they don't have any goalies next year. They need to either decide what to do with Cam Talbot or if they want to. See if Miko Koskinen wants to sign for a little bit, you know, less with an NMC, but then you run into other issues with that. So, yeah, Shirelli, that's yeah, tough. He's dug his own grave, sir. <laughs> um, I would, I like, who's going to come in and fix it though? Uh, perhaps another person who dealt with a big fire, the Minnesota Wild, two thousand and two thousand ten Minnesota Wild equipment managers. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> You're just pulling things straight from the headlines ah, right I'm now. I'm so good at this. Um, Dylan, you pointed this story out to me. Uh, do you want to kind of run me through this or run our listeners through this? Uh, yeah. For, this is the, a peek behind the paywall <laughs> at, the, at the Athletics right now. Or not the Athletics, the Athletic. Yeah. Um, they wrote an article on the uh, – I, I had no idea that this actually happened, but um, on, a, on a trip from New York to Ottawa, the Minnesota Wild – uh, we're moving some equipment from like a practice facility to the rink or back and forth in, in Ottawa. And uh, all of the bags got thrown into the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. And apparently they had the like blowtorch back there that was that they used to like heat up um, blades uh, and sticks. Yeah. Um, and uh, it kept on getting hit by the bags that were being thrown in. And eventually it sparked some of the the jerseys or the bags that were back there. And then literally the entire Minnesota wild um, team lost 90% of their equipment in a fire in the back of a truck. So crazy. And then they, and they were playing 24 hours after it happened. So the article kind of goes through uh, Sorry, all the, all the parties of the, I'm back. 
so the uh, article kind of goes through all of the uh, parties involved and and their um, their experience. It's 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 nuts, is what it is. It was hilarious to read, but also kind of incredible that they played like less than twenty hours yeah. after all of this happened. Um, they, they have a they have a picture of of um, Nicholas Backstrom, their goalie at the time, yeah. uh, and he's wearing a burned glove. Like his glove, you can see scorch marks on it. Yeah, and it was like covered uh, in suit and stuff like that. Like, and yeah, yeah, it's just insane. People were like, they had wives and girlfriends like bringing equipment from their house, yeah. like their spare equipment. They were putting holds on signed merchandise at the team store because they were like, we can't sell this. We need to like, we need it for the game tomorrow, kind of thing. <laughs> just incredible, incredible. Yeah, it's a really good read. So if you have a, if you have a, um. And the athletic. This this episode is brought to you by the athletic. Apparently, <laughs> uh, use code uh, WICFHP for zero dollars off. Um, yeah, zero dollars off. Yeah, I mean, a couple couple things that kind of stood up about from that episode was like one, uh, the equipment manager episode article. From the article was that uh, the equipment manager noticed that the the thing the the truck was on fire, but then drove it out of the car park. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> um. But I, but I think essential for like not making it a bigger mess than what it already was. But I'm also trying to think yeah. like you, you didn't want it to like catch fire yeah. in the arena or catch something on fire in the arena. Yeah. And the other thing that I was kind of thinking was like obviously I'm not a an NHL equipment manager, but I was trying to think like what else I would have done. Um. So I, I, I kind of thought of some like radical ideas that you could probably could have like asked the uh, the league to do. Uh, perhaps you could ask the league to like change the rules a little bit. Like, hey, we'll play like stick and puck style, so like no contact. And uh, you know, instead of goalies, we'll have like those little nets that are like a puck wide. <laughs> um, so perhaps there's like you know, so if like the NHL insists that you still have to play a game, perhaps that could have happened. Um, perhaps you could go and have these with the other team. So like, um. Everybody gets the same amount of equipment. <laughs> I like this. So, like, everybody gets... So, the other team has to play with half of their equipment, too? Yeah, and you too? can divvy it up however you want. So, perhaps you want only, like, your right side uh, protected, but then your left side still, like, you know, doesn't have a shin guard or an elbow pad or a glove or whatever. Or per- <laughs> You know when you, like, play street hockey and everyone just throws their sticks into the yeah, middle? but same thing they with They just equipment. throw all the equipment exactly. into the middle and then just, like, throw it side to yeah. side and see what, see what lands. Or perhaps uh, you, only, you only protect half your team. So then, mm. or only protect your defensemen. So they're like always, you know, blocking shots. But then what do you do with goalie stuff, right? Like, are you, uh, perhaps <laughs> thinking of power play goalies, do you give like the goalie, uh, goalie pad to like two different defensemen? So then they're like, can block more? I don't know. This is an idea. <laughs> uh, the, the other idea is you could just ask what the return policy at Sport Check was in Ottawa. Just like, Hey, do you mind if just I return all the <laughs> like, the burn stuff? No, 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 not return the burn stuff, but like you know, oh, oh, just oh, like oh. Go to, go phone up the sport checks in Ottawa, I'd be like, "What's your return policy?" And they're like, "Oh, it's pretty good. You know, two weeks with the receipt." Like, okay, cool, and just buy a Did bunch of stuff, ha- and then let's like return it afterwards. Like, <laughs> do you use this? Like, no, nah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's- do Do you think that this may have happened around the same time of that uh, hockey stick burglary? Oh, with like the multi-million dollar one? <laughs> yeah, that happened in Ottawa, remember? Oh, yeah. Where the guys dropped in from the ceiling and stole like 400 hockey sticks yeah, or something like that. crazy. Maybe that was the, maybe they were the equipment managers from the Minnesota Wild. Maybe that's who Ooh. it was that was stealing the sticks. Yes. Uh, they were, it did say in the article that they were working all through the night, so. Yeah. You never know. Uh, you never, never know. know. But do you know what people do know? What do they know? Uh, is that Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan cannot carry a team to the uh, to the playoffs? The the promised land the promised of the playoffs. Land. What do you what yeah. do you think of the story? So obviously the big news story coming out of the NHL this week uh, or the past couple of weeks was that uh, uh, Dallas Stars owner Lights uh, it was a Jim Lights or something like that. Uh, yeah. Openly went on an expletive uh, trade on Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, his two big money players. Um, the Dallas Stars having a little bit of a disappointing season. Uh, but 
I don't know. I think they're doing better than what a lot of hockey pundits would have thought they're they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, regardless, the the owner isn't too too pleased with the overall performance of that team. And uh, yeah. so there's a couple things that kind of come out. One, Ben and Sagan met with the media, and they're like, "We haven't talked to Jim Lights this whole season." Uh, and Ben also said he doesn't play for Lights, but he plays for the rest of his teammates. Which also reminds me of the time during the summer when Tyler Sagan was like. You know, Jim Lights was like, we're really close in a deal. And Tyra Sagan's like, I haven't talked to anybody. Like, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What have, you, what have you heard about the story? What do you think? I mean, I, I don't, first of all, I don't understand why the Dallas Stars have a CEO. Right? Like, <laughs> what is that? What, I don't understand that position. <laughs> what does he do? <laughs> So you've got your owner, yeah. then you've got your CEO, okay. and then you've got your general manager. Right. So is CEO kind of like president of hockey operations? Is, that, is that they, what he when is? When you have a good GM, you just make them president of hockey operations, right? Right? Like, okay, so Trevor Linden was president of hockey operations, and then we had, the, you know, we have Jim Benning as, as the GM. But, I, like, why is he a CEO? It, and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I like that's the part that I was like okay so I get it but so I guess he's like the president yeah. right he's like the the president of the team um but even then like presidents of the team they don't really manage player personnel right no like aren't they there to manage kind of like organizational that's structure and yeah, like organizational sure um you know, marketing is less is good and yeah, like that's what the, the stadium and you're making sure corporate sponsors are happy and that kind of stuff, right? You're hiring scouts, I guess. I don't know. Like you you're that kind of stuff. But I don't understand why you're why you're commenting on your players. Like you're going it just seemed a little odd, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Um if all he wanted was to get people like talking about the stars, then great. Yeah. That's that's he he did that, but I don't know. I Especially for somebody like like um, Jamie uh, Ben, who's like not, he's not a very uh, vocal guy. <laughs> vocal guy, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're gonna like call him out like that in the media? I don't know. Maybe this has to do with Sagan's, you know, culture problem. Right. Maybe there's a culture problem with Tyler. But Sagan. also, did you hear about this? He's another one of those guys like hockey bros. Yeah, but did you hear about like what the event was? It was an invitation only that, that he was talking yeah. at. It was an, no, no, I didn't. Invita- it was an invitation-only Q&A session. And then apparently it was lights allegedly convenient strictly only for the purpose of publicly berating Sagan and Ben. But during the Jesus. session, lights also encouraged local sports media to rip on the players as well. Who? Huh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, like, there is, there How is do you that. How you get to a position that... of being a CEO of a team where you think, like, yeah, that's a good idea. You know? Like. I was going to say who okayed that idea, but then it's obviously him because he's at the top of the pyramid. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's, it's, bar- it's bizarre. Or did he think he was And he was speaking on behalf of the owner, too. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, oh, yeah, we're frustrated. Well, and then Gilardi the came out and was do? like, <laughs> right? I, I've... And Gilardi was like, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I agree with Lights, but... Yeah. He went down and like started. Ta- he went and and started like, um, you know, like making everything okay with the players and talked. He talked to Jamie Ben. He talked to I don't know if he's talked to Sagan, but I knew that he he met with Ben. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. Like it's it's just an odd thing. Yeah. I don't know what he was trying to what he was trying to achieve. It it you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, just kind of taking a look at maybe the fancy implication of this. So Sagan and Ben admittedly have had a little bit more disappointing seasons. Um, one right now, Sagan shooting at 8%, which is well below his average of about 10%. So I, I would say based off of the law of averages that Sagan should bounce back, uh, should have a, a, a better scoring opportunity going forward. So, mm-hmm. um, but I was kind of taking a look at Jamie Ben and he's not shooting any better than he has in the past. Like if anything, his shooting percentage this year has been better than normal. Um, but also what's weird is that he's having more goals than assists. So perhaps, considering they're a top-line heavy team, that you should see if Sagan starts scoring more, Ben sh- should also come up. So I, I would say as a team, um, but also Dallas is doing 
a little bit better than uh, they have 113 goals for the league average is 124. So they're not scoring at the league average, which is also there's more scoring in the league in general this year. So, Mm -hmm. um, but they are having more, they have a better save percentage than the league average. So if anything, I feel like what's their PDO, (laughs) their PDO is 100.5. Yeah. Uh, so that, I mean, they're like on target yeah. then. They're so not, this is, this is they're them. just like, they're just kind of right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Benn um, did also get injured. I also right. noticed that Jamie Benn's shooting a lot less. Yeah. So. Uh, He's about 50 shots below his, his uh, pace. So Fanny's perspective for me is if somebody's like, I'm looking to trade Sagan, uh, I, I might, I might go ahead and do that myself if I were. But I, I think you can trade him still on name. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, like it's a down year, but you can trade him on name. I was so I was about to do this as well. We're, we're, maybe we'll we'll jump right into who we're selling or who we're dropping. So, so you're selling on Sagan, is that right? I I think I, I, I mean, we're obviously not dropping him, yeah. but I think on on reputation alone, you could probably pull you could probably pull someone, and it's not like he's a slouch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's still. Um, he still has what he was. Yeah, he's at eleven power play points, so he's still getting the power play points, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's owned still in ninety nine percent of leagues. It's not like everyone's given up on him. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about like a, a scuffed up golden apple here, right. right? Uh, do you? So another disappointing player, Eric Carlson. Do you trade Tyler Sagan for Eric Carlson? I'm not disappointed by Eric Carlson. Like, I guess he has thirty three points, three goals though. You know why we're we're disappointed by Eric Carlson? Why? Is because we now never see Eric Carlson. I don't know if you've noticed that, but he is not in any highlight packages. Yeah, because he has teammates. Because he has teammates and he doesn't play in Ottawa. <laughs> so he's playing in San Jose, having a great time. Um he's also on a three game point streak right now. Yeah. He's got six points in his last three Do games. You trade Tyler Sagan uh, for William Nylander? Also, okay. Uh, did you just say he's underperforming? He has had an assist in every game in December. Okay, I mean, I guess maybe maybe my uh, maybe I had a bit of a. I, I was just I was just looking off of trade Yahoo's trade market, in all honesty. So, okay, forgiven. <laughs> uh, let me just say there's a, there's a trade on here that where somebody traded their entire team for somebody else's entire team, and that's not an uncommon sight on Yahoo's trade market. Just an entire entire team. Yeah, it's a like a. Like twenty player trade. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a casual twenty player trade. Multiplayer. Uh, casual, casual. Do you do you trade him for William Nylander, who hasn't exactly been Sagan for Nylander? Yeah. I mean, Nylander's only had like one goal since he's gotten back, isn't right. it? I saw him do the throw the monkey off the back celebration when he scored. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a little played out, if you ask me. Also, maybe a little premature. <laughs> I guess no. He didn't score for a month. So, but I guess, you know, when you stay out, when you don't play for three months while your entire team's playing. Yeah. There's not really a monkey on your back. It's <laughs> like you decided to not play. Yeah. So, um, A guy that I'm, that I'm a little uh, disappointed by is Vladimir Tarasenko. I, I'm... Uh, as a Vladimir Tarasenko owner, uh, I'm I'm looking to tr- trade him, so I'm trying to think what 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 do you think I can get for him? You could probably I, I I was hoping that you could get Sagan for him, but I don't think that's going to happen this year. Okay, um, and, and it works as they're both single eligibility guys. Uh, yeah. Do you think I could get um, Sebastian Aho for him? Funny enough, I just traded for Sebastian Aho, okay. and I probably would not have gotten him for uh tarasenko so no <laughs> okay uh do you think i could get uh maybe i can buy uh taylor hall while he's on ir for tarasenko yes. the problem with it with tarasenko right now is that even if you're trying to like pull a fast one on someone based on name alone mm-hmm. he's like if you look at just his 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 like uh, line of stats i think he's minus 15 yeah so everyone knows that he's on a bad team right yeah, now true. 
Even if you're just like, even if you're trying to pull a fast one, which is usually the best way to do a trade is with, you know, the less, the less educated people in your, in your pool. That's not to say that the trade that I just made was with somebody who was (laughs) lesser educated. (laughs) Um, the do you want to you want to go over my trade okay cool let's see it's your trade so this is a keeper league just for yeah this is a keeper league so there was trade there was trades and uh sorry there was uh players and picks involved um so my trade was uh markstrom and marcia so and uh ninth round pick for aho hellebuck and a sixth round pick okay I just realized that it was a six and a nine round pick. Oh, it was a, a seventh and ninth in the, are, the screenshot you sent the group. Oh, was it a seventh and ninth? Yeah. Okay, seventh and ninth. Sorry, I was um, I thought it was sixth and ninth. So nice. So did you re- receive Hellebuck and Aho? I did. Yes. Okay, I like to trade for you. Yeah, I I feel like uh, Marcia So still might have a little bit more of a a surge near the end of the year just because Vegas has had kind of like a upward trajectory yeah. for the rest of, for the, like the last month. But even in a wash um, between the two of them, uh, between Marcia Zone and Aho, uh, Aho wins specifically based off of try eligibility. Like, I think that's just a very underrated that's well, thing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Marcia Zone's dual, right? Center left wing, I yeah, think. But I think. But Aho, yeah. Try eligibility. I mean, they were handing those out pretty like easily at the beginning of the season i don't know what happened with yahoo but it feels like every second player has at least dual eligibility now yeah I mean, so yeah, i don't know maybe they're um, paying more attention to zone starts and where people are lining up and that kind of stuff but yeah uh yeah anyways in my league vladimir tarasenko very very available for anyone who's who's listening <laughs> but uh someone else who's kind of try eligible and kind of coming back is uh rickard raquel uh, who we kind of talked about a little bit earlier. Yes, and uh, I think it'd be yes, very he's interesting. Been sitting candidates. on my IR. Um, yeah. So right now he's uh, he was he was injured for the last twenty-ish games, fifteen to twenty-ish games. Um, but uh, last three seasons he's had uh, uh, he's had over twenty goals, and actually in the last two seasons he's had above thirty goals. So he was, he's kind of a bit of a sharpshooter. So. Three years ago, he played 72 games, uh, scored 20 goals on 11.8 shots, on 11.8 percentage, um, shooting percentage. Uh, two years ago, he had 71 games played, 18.6 shooting percentage with 33 goals scored. Uh, last year, 77 go- uh, games played, 34 goals and a 14.8% uh, shooting percentage. This year, he's only yeah. played 30 games, has five goals, but just uh, has a 5.7% shooting average. So. Even if he were hopefully, hopefully that does move up. I think the the thing that is uh, that's really important here though is that Ryan Getzlaff stays healthy. Yeah. <laughs> because if Raquel comes back and Getzlaff isn't there, yeah. then it it really doesn't matter. Like they're a, they've kind of become a duo in the last couple of years. So um, they're really they're really looking for somebody on that left wing though. Yeah. Where Raquel usually plays. Um, right now, I think they've got Richie lined up and Andre Cass, which uh, he's been great. Pontus Aberg has been great, but it's only been for little stretches. Yeah, it hasn't. It hasn't. They haven't. They haven't found any any success with uh, with him being injured lately. Yeah. Um. Cool. Do you think you'd do Rick and Raquel for Vladimir Tarasenko? <laughs> you know, I honestly, I think that's closer. Okay. You know, I think that that's closer. I think the fact that he's injured right now yeah. maybe makes it easier to let him go. Okay. Are you are you proposing a trade right now? Uh, we can talk about it off the air. <laughs> yeah. But I'd be interested. <laughs> you know, on air trades. <laughs> you don't want the pressure of of an audience. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll keep everyone updated. Um, <laughs> another player I'm looking at is center uh, Nico Hersher of uh, or Hersher mm-hmm. of the New Jersey Devils. Currently 44% owned in Yahoo leagues. Uh, Taylor Hall, unfortunately, is injured. He's on the IR. Um, so one thing is uh, the Devils are a very top-line dominant team. So over 66% of, of their expected team goals come from the top line. So uh, Nico Herscher, obviously being the center there, has to replace the offense that's available in, on New Jersey. So uh, I think he, he'd be a very, very good uh, buy candidate. Um, or pick mm-hmm. him up if he's available. 
Uh, also, he had 52 points last year, so he knows he has a history of being good. Uh, he was very much in the Calder season. conversation with Barzell and Besser last year. So, uh, but more more importantly, he had uh, he has 27 points in his lap through 35 games, um, with 14 in the last 15. So he's definitely moving in the right percentage. Yeah, and if you're counting faceoffs, um, he's second on the uh, Devils in faceoffs taken, Ooh. or faceoffs one. Yeah. Sorry, faceoffs one. Uh, Nate Schmidt came back from his 20 game suspension. Uh, he's currently 40. <laughs> he, he was back like two months oh. ago or a month ago. <laughs> but he, <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> we were, we were away. Uh, maybe I wrote. No, no, <laughs> he was back before we left. Okay. <laughs> but he's been turning it on recently. Still, he's been playing he's well. He's been playing well recently. He has five points in the last five games. Uh, yeah. He's uh, currently only 42% owned in Yahoo leagues, which, um, you know, if you were to look at other uh, other players in that range, uh, Surgachev is available. Uh, so you could do a lot worse. But the other thing is he plays 22 minutes a game, which are really hard to come by, and he blocks a lot of shots. Yeah, he's been he's been uh, up there in the blocks since he's gotten back. So I, 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 that's all to say that D-men in fantasy are really hard to come by anyways. And being able to find somebody who plays 22 minutes a game, plays on the second unit power play of a very good offensive team, uh, I think that, uh, but it also gets some good banger stats. Like he has, uh, th- uh 30 blocks. Uh, I don't currently know his hits cause we don't track that. So it's not super available for me, but, uh, he's a good banger candidate as well. So I think, um, pick up Nate Schmidt. If you're looking for uh, a D in your league, perhaps you recently lost, maybe drop Alex, Alex Petrangelo when he was not doing well, perhaps, uh, who, who's the big defenseman that just went on IR recently. There's always a couple, but um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, can we switch gears a little bit yeah, here? Please. I have, I have, I have, uh, I have a little bit of insider knowledge for you guys. Ooh. Well, it's not insider knowledge. Okay. This is just more of the same thing that I've been talking about since the beginning of the year. Okay. Um, since we're kind of like at the halfway point, mm. uh, you're probably looking at whether or not you're in it for the playoff run yeah. uh, in your fantasy league, and we all know that like the last few weeks of um, the regular season or the fantasy week playoffs. So I have done an, a little bit of a, well, I haven't really done a dive, but I wanted to just go over some of the uh, trade targets or team targets that you might want to look at um, in the next coming weeks. Uh, if you are looking to improve your team, um, there's a couple of things that you might want to avoid uh, a couple of teams that you might want to avoid for um, the last couple of weeks. Uh, and that's for games played. Okay. Um, remember we were talking about how it's really important that you have, you know, your players playing for, um, the last couple of weeks before the end of the season. Cause if you pick up a guy who's only got two games in a week, he's not really going to help you, especially in a quarterfinal or a semifinal round. Right. Um, so there's a couple of red lights here in the, f- I'm, I'm, if I'm just going to double check on this, actually, um, Fergie, can you double check when the playoffs start, which week the playoffs yeah, start? I, I think it's week 22. Oh, no, we meant um, so in week 22 uh the la kings only play two games and same with the vegas knights sorry yeah the vegas knights so in that first playoff round um avoiding those players or maybe getting rid of those players for uh, a team that's either got three or even four games that week um would really help okay um one of my targets on the waiver wire for the first two weeks I'd look at Philadelphia. They've got back-to-back four-week, uh, or sorry, four-game weeks. So um, Philadelphia, four games, four games, and uh, New York Islanders, four weeks, or sorry, four games and four games in those two days, or in those two weeks, week 22 and 23. Um, and Arizona is the other team that has two back-to-back four-game weeks. Okay. Um, is it twenty week twenty two that it starts? It is. Yeah. yeah, and then finally week twenty four. For those of you who don't know, is actually like a one of those week and a half weeks. So uh, there is potential for actually I think it's a two week week. There is potential for um, teams to play up to eight games. Um, now we've always been talking about how Anaheim players are are like. Uh, really really sought after because they play off night games yeah. and you're going to have 
more of an opportunity to play them. Um, that's not true for the last week. They only play five games that week or in that double week. Uh, so you might want to avoid some of those Anaheim players in the last uh, the last week of your championship league or of your championship round if if you've made it that far. Uh, I don't know what your your drop allowances are for that week, but um, <laughs> ours got a little out of hand last year, and people were making about twenty five roster moves yeah. in the last two weeks. So we've set ours to four four roster moves in that week. So make sure you're targeting your players uh, appropriately. Yeah. Um, and then teams that have uh, full four-week weeks back-to-back are Buffalo, uh, L.A., and uh, the Rangers. Ah. So they've got eight games those weeks. Everyone else is around the six or the seven. Yeah. Um, but those are some teams that you might want to uh, look at for trade targets. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Just taking a look at uh, also other... The only other thing that I can really mention for the playoffs is also maybe look at uh, if you have an extra IR slot, Vincent Trocek, uh, if he was dropped in your league. Uh, he's already started skating and expected back uh, sometime in February. So that'd be just in time for your fantasy playoffs. So um, I think as much as it is, uh, you can kind of bank on like training players and, you know, uh, having the right matchups and all that kind of stuff. I think there's no replacement for just having elite talent on your team. Uh, and True. Trocek is very much an elite fantasy talent and also elite hockey talent as well so uh if you have an extra hour slot you could do worse um so yeah uh pick him up pick him up pick him up i think that's all i got we got buddy do you have anything else no but uh that trade that i just made um i may have just outed my motivation for getting rid of uh <laughs> marcia so <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it's because the Knights played no games in those last few weeks. Um, anyways, it's really important. You 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 can't you can't get players if your players aren't playing. Yeah, so exactly. uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. <laughs> Write that one, down. that one down. You can't get points if your players aren't playing. That's true. Uh, Dylan, uh, we'll uh, hopefully see you guys next week. Uh, I think we're going to try to get back to our regular weekly schedule after our, um, our holiday our hangover. Holiday hangover. Uh, yeah, we hope to see you many more things. Uh, we have we have a couple fun ideas down the down the pipeline. Uh, I think we might do a best player at every height episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was looking at some of our downloads, yeah. uh, and there's been some crazy places that this podcast has been downloaded over the last little while. So if you are listening to us from a country that isn't Canada or the U.S. Send us a tweet yeah. uh, at St. Louis Shoes on Twitter. Um, or you can email us at uh, yolobag at stlouisshoes.com. I think I saw some downloads like in uh, like the Philippines. That's cool. And there were some in different cities in Japan, which is kind of neat. It's nice to see. Maybe the, we do have some, nice to see the, some Japanese yeah. fans. It's nice to see the different <laughs> cities because then you know it's not just some like random robot or random server. Yeah. I mean, it very well could be. We could just be download be uh, downloaded by uh, I don't know some botnet. Yeah, <laughs> that's making money off of downloading our podcast. Yeah. Um, incidentally, if you know how to make money off our podcast, let us know. <laughs> We're also looking for that. Also, potentially like a personal advice for that. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, that's all we got, Dylan. Uh, but as always, how many goals could? Seiko scored Sidney Crosby's wing. Oh, it's more than a shopping cart, that's shopping for sure. Cart. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely more than a shopping <laughs> All cart. Alright, All right, see you everyone. Bye. Sweet.